0: The Gemara says in Sech De Soita, when Pariyah Mitzrayim was formulating his plan on how to eradicate the Jewish people, he called upon three special advisors. The first one was Bilam, and he gave his approval. In fact, he was the one who advised Pyro to toss all the Jewish male babies into the Nile. The second one was Iov. He was opposed to the plan to destroy the Jewish nation, but rather than display his true feelings on the issue, he remained silent. The third person in the boardroom was Yisrael, and he vocally rejected Paro's idea of destroying the Jewish people. Yisra's loud protest angered Paro, and Yisra had to flee Egypt in order to save his life. The Gemara continues by telling us that each of the three advisors was rewarded or punished according to their deeds. Bilam, who encouraged the execution of thousands of innocent Jews, was killed by the very same people that he sought to exterminate. Yisrael, who fled because of his opposition, sacrificing his life of comfort and wealth in Egypt, eventually became the father-in-law of the great Moshe Rabbeinu, and his descendants became prominent leaders of Qa Eve, who remained silent in the face of Jewish oppression, was afflicted with a life of unimaginable pain and suffering. So we know... The very basic tenet of Yiddishkeit is that Hashem repays a person Mida kenegad Mida, measure for measure. Therefore, we can clearly understand the reward of Yisroi and the punishment of Bilam. However, why was Eve's punishment so severe? Eve did not support the decree of persecution against the Jewish people. If so, what was wrong with his remaining silent that Eve deserved such severe punishment? So the Briskarov has a beautiful explanation. He says that the infliction brought upon Eve was indeed punishment of Midah keneged Midah. Eve was silent because he reasoned that he would not accomplish anything by objecting to Paris' decree. And as a result, he received terrible pains and suffering. And because of his pains, he was provoked to cry out and complain. As the Briskarov, wasn't Eve the same person who chose not to complain and cry out against Paris' decree? Because complaining and protesting accomplishes nothing? If this is so, why was Eve screaming and objecting now? Says the Briskarov, the reason Iev raised his voice and protested now was because he was, it was he who was suffering. And when one suffers, he instinctively yells out in pain. Although yelling may not alleviate the pain, but when someone is in pain, the natural reflex is to scream says the Briskarov, if Iev was truly bother, uh, bothered about the plight of the Jewish people, he would have instinctively yelled out in protest because the nature of a person who is in pain is to scream. And since he didn't do so, that demonstrated that he wasn't so bothered about the suffering of Kaisrel. And that's why he was so severely punished. A few years ago, one of the most tragic stories in recent Jewish history happened right here in Bar Park. A little Jewish boy was kidnapped off the streets on his way home from Yeshiva, and he was later violently killed by a deranged lunatic. While searching for the boy, they decided to collect all the surveillance videos along the route from his way home from Yeshiva. And then they called down the father to watch the videos and to identify his son. When he started watching the videos, he said, Yes, this is my son walking there. And then he observed that he made a wrong turn and he started walking the other way, away from his home. And he, saw, he started to scream at the screen. And he said, Laibi, wie Where are you going? And as he continues to watch the videos, he breaks down and he cries, Laibi, Laibi, is the wrong way. Why are you going there? And the question is, his son was not in the room with him and there's no way he can hear him uh, telling him that he's going the wrong way. So why is he getting all worked up if all his yelling and his screaming will not accomplish anything? And it's this same idea. When a person is in agony or is, he senses impending doom, he instinctively screams out in pain. And this concept reminds me of a story I once heard in the Shir. Reb Schwab was recounting about the years when he was learning in Sabatki Yeshiva. Every year he went back home for Pesach. One year, he wanted to go home for Pesach, and he had no money for the fear. So he went ahead and borrowed money from the Rosh Yeshiva, the altar of Sabatka, and he traveled back to his home in Germany. When he returned to the Yeshiva after Ben he returned the money, and he said thank you. The altar told him, you're not supposed to say thank you for a loan, because that is ribis Devarim, and it is considered interest just by expressing thanks. So the next Ben again, Reb Shraab, didn't have sufficient funds for his ride home, and he had to borrow money again for his way home. Now, when he returned after Yontov, he repaid the money, but he was careful not to say thank you. So the altar of Sabatka asked him, Shimon, why don't you say thank you? So Shab replied, Rabbi, I'm confused. First I was told I'm not allowed to say thank you, and now you ask me why I didn't say thank you? To which the altar responded, You're right, in truth you're not allowed to say thank you, but it should be visibly etched on your face that you want to say thank you, and it is eating you up inside that you're not allowed because of Allah to tell me thank you. And this is the point of the Briz When someone sees injustice and people being tormented and discriminated against, by not criticizing and voicing their displeasure, they are in essence condoning and contributing to the atrocity. And if for some reason we aren't in a position to verbally protest and condemn that behavior, then our disapproval and condemnation should be etched all over our face. And now we know. Have a wonderful Shabbos.